We're getting ready for week four now. Lots of quarterbacks making their first start of the season. The rookies, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, the sophomore, C.J. Bethard. We're going to talk about their fantasy outlooks and the outlooks of their supporting cast. Some big decisions to be made. It's week four, quarter of the way through the fantasy season. We're going to give you our plum picks, our shutdowns, and everything in between. Let's do it right now and run up the score. You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up The Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Football. And fresh off his room spring into Arizona, Tom. <laughs> hey, everybody. Tom, good to have you back. Good to be back. Good to be in your digs, too. I'm yeah. happy you have your voice. That's that's one of the things that I was hoping you it would It wasn't lose. a lock. <laughs> no, it never is with no. you. No. Was there any karaoke going on? There was no karaoke. Oh, thank God. But there was screaming abundant. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, we've got uh, we've got a really interesting week coming up. The third or the uh, fourth week of the season, halfway through or a quarter of the way through the fantasy <laughs> season, which is a huge deal. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of people use those quarters of the season to kind of as a checkpoint of their of where their teams. And are we're looking, here to so. tell you it means nothing. Yep, you can yeah. win seven games in a row just as easily as you can lose seven. Just keep riding the wave. Yep, keep riding the that wave. Is so true. That's what we're here to do. Um, yeah, so uh, let's get into it. Let's shut some people down. Brought to you, of course, by the team at, at uh, Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue <laughs> <laughs> making the genius decision not to air new episodes during the NFL season. You just know that Taffer is well, an exceptional business. He has the background with uh, NFL Sunday ticket yeah. stuff, so he knows the yep. uh, the demographic and the numbers that go into yes. it. Yes. All right, Scotty, let's start with you. We'll go shut down quarterbacks first. Who's going to be the Bucks starting quarterback? We Ryan got Fitzpatrick. Fitz, Winston, we're not sure yet. But I think either way, I'm benching him, and I know it could burn you because just this supporting cast looks amazing. Mike Evans is peak Mike Evans right now. Chris Godwin is an amazing number two option, and O.J. Howard is just bursting on the scenes. But I just kind of think that this Bears defense is really good, and they've been lights out at home in the past. This year already, 16 sacks, five picks, three fumble recoveries, so eight total turnovers, and two took two of those back for scores. Obviously, that doesn't really matter too much for the quarterback matchup, but... Although they can allow air touchdowns, they've allowed seven passing touchdowns. They obviously make up for it with these picks and these sacks and fumbles. And what do you, what do Winston and Fitzmagic have in common more than anything? They take a lot of sacks and throw a lot of picks. These dudes turn the ball <laughs> over like crazy. Yeah. They turn it over. Yeah, they're gunslingers, right? Fitzpatrick so, threw three picks and three straight throws on Monday Night Football. And gunslinger, week. you know, in... New Orleans is much better than Gunslinger in Chicago playing sure. against a defensive-based team. I just think it's going to be, finally, this team is going to meet someone who's more of a uh, a culture clash where the Bears are trying to burn clock and play good defense this and is win a, closer games. Something's got to give game. Yes, exactly. And I think it's finally the Bucks passing offense. It's usually the defense that doesn't bend in situations Especially like this, at going home. off what Tom said. Um, I'm interested in Ryan Fitzpatrick only because you know he's he's riding the biggest heater, and this is why I I, I shut him down against the Eagles two weeks ago is because right. like we we've seen this episode before like it's going to spiral but we just don't know when it is I think there's they the Bears have the best chance of doing this and from what I've read so far we're recording this on you know on Wednesday night it does look like he's probably going to get the start especially on yeah. a short week which we didn't bring up for the Bears um 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking away from it. He's he's on one. He's on my two quarterback team, but he's a bench guy, so I'm right. not going to start him anyway. Uh, this is a big. Let's see how this goes. Kind of week for Fitzpatrick. If you can, Massive if you can one. afford to sit. Him. If he if he makes it through this week with another, let's not even say 400. He throws for 303. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to start for the rest of the year, and and he probably should, especially yeah. if they go into Chicago and beat the Bears. No doubt. Uh, Tom, you uh, you want to go? Yeah, I am. All right, ready let's do it against all odds. Oh yeah, Dak Prescott. At home versus Detroit. I don't even care if he's at home. Yeah. He's been so brutal over the last 13 games. So I'm going to read you a cool stat. Not yeah, cool if you like Dak. I do like Dak. So. Over the last 13 games, he's had 2,396 passing yards, oh. 10 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Brock Osweiler over his last 13 games, 2,326 passing yards, 11 passing touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Uh. So shockingly similar performances. Uh, and he's going up a team against a team that just put Tom Brady to bed, yeah. so to speak. And I don't think Dak competes with the likes of the GOAT. So Yeah, uh, agreed with you I there. I think, honestly, you're not really even owning Dak right now. Yeah, probably not so. In a, in a one quarterback. Right? Yeah, and even in your dailies and stuff, he could – be interesting because he's shown blow up potential. Yeah, and but the this convenient is not the week thing that it. that stat leaves out is rushing. Right, but when you have that horrible base to build off of, the rushing doesn't add. You much. need to be saved by the rushing. Yeah, well, so, you need to score rushing touchdowns to just be an effective quarterback. But with when I numbers. did read that and I thought about how it was missing the rushing aspect, I did think of that game uh, where Brock Osweiler went off. And he had right. the rushing touchdown. Yeah. And all that stuff. So <laughs> right. honestly, he could. The gap is still closer than you think yeah. between Brock yeah. and uh, Dak. Yeah, for sure. Yuck. For sure. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at Jared Goff. He's playing tonight against Minnesota. Um, I'm not. I'm not super sold on the uh, the Vikings. Or I'm not super sold against him. Uh, going against the Vikings defense, and we talked about this going He's into no the Josh year. Josh Allen, right? <laughs> but I, I do think this is going to kind of be like a point of pride game for uh, the Vikings. It better be. It, it needs to be exactly because they can really find themselves buried if the Bears can can beat the Bucks like we yeah. think that they have a good shot to do. But we talked about this all off season. Jared Cook does great in positive or neutral performances. He does bad against negative right um, matchups. This is still a negative matchup, despite what Josh Allen would have you believe. Right. You know, especially if... Or what Kroom would have you believe. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was just... I think a lot of that was, you know, Kirk really just turning the ball into the Bills' hands in positions where it would be really hard for them not to score any points. He looked like like he was starring in a Kirk Douglas disaster movie. Losing fumbles on his own 25-yard line, throwing picks on his own 40-yard line. These kind of stuff adds up, and it makes a defense have a poor performance. This could easily be a Jared Goff game manager type of game, so I could see that. There's enough film on Goff. We can maybe give them an out to say that they didn't really know how Josh Allen was going to go at them. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. All right, we'll move on to running backs. And... uh, I'm going with Alfred Morris again. Um, he's going against Matt Breida and the Chargers, but I think we need to do a wait and see kind of week yeah. for the San Francisco running backs Morris to see how they score. Yeah, but I want to see how they perform with Bethard. Yeah, and Matt Breida's got a calf injury; he's questionable as of now. He did come back into the game when he injured it, so I'm thinking that he's probably going to be okay to play. Yep. But 
again, like the fact that Bethard starting instead of Garoppolo is a little alarming to me, especially going against the Chargers, who have a, who is a defense who all of a sudden kind of needs a, a get back game. Yeah, because they've kind of been torched in all three games that they've played, and I think this is a spot where they could do it against a team basically starting its second string offense against them. Yeah, with a backup guy, you're going to think about checkdowns. You're going to think about going to you know last and final reads like. George Kittle and I think uh, Breda will survive it. Yeah. Um, apparently, the, st- the statistics show <laughs> that he targets the running back at a huge rate. Absurd. So, even independent of the the logical thinking that a backup is going to check down, he's going to check down even more than that. Right. And Breda's the clear beneficiary of yeah. that. We've talked about it before. The most passes Alfred Morris has had in one season was seventeen Just, receptions. Yeah. So insane. That is way too low to pair well with that. So either it's going to be the heaviest receiving season of his life, and that could be to the tune of 18 catches, which right. is pathetic, <laughs> or Brita will work on his skill set that he naturally has and develop a rapport with this guy because we've got a long season left. Right? Yeah, I mean, I would shut down both of them this week, like you said, just because it's a little too scary to see yeah. what happens with Bethard. But like you said, the long-term value for Brita is insane. Carlos Hyde caught almost 60 passes last year, and... At the end of the year, the only thing we were talking about is how Jimmy Garoppolo didn't include him in the passing game for five weeks. So that shows that with Bethard in, Hyde was catching passes at an insane rate, yeah. which means I think that Breida will eventually. Because yeah, I think, I, and I think, uh, I think Bethard started ten games for them. Right, Garoppolo came in and won their last six. So and Hoyer that's six at catches a game four. that Hyde had if he didn't catch a pass, which I think he caught a few, but yeah. he was probably in that five six catch a game rate which is incredible for running backs and yeah. you know that shanahan wants to do that and it seems like breed is the only guy he can do that with for uh, right now no doubt yeah uh scott who's your shutdown running back i'm going with jay ajayi i know that he is questionable but if he doesn't play you can just go ahead and shut down the whole backfield wendell smallwood Corey clement as well um this is actually pretty simple if you do some digging titans are only one of two teams in the entire nfl that have not allowed a touchdown to the running back yet Literally none. Rushing or receiving? Rushing or receiving. Wow. Any guesses for the other one? Cleveland. Minnesota nope, Vikings. That was bad. Minnesota Vikings. Good didn't one, Ivers- Tom. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh I thought didn't Ivor score last week? Oh, he might have He found had the, the receiving touchdown. He might have found one. So yeah. so it's just Tennessee then. Thank yeah. you, Don. But um anyway. That, that even proves your point further anyway. Right, yeah. So He uh, actually didn't score. Yeah, I didn't think that. Oh, he, he had scored. a seventy-yard catch. That's like what it down was. to like the one, and yep. then they threw it in. I think, yep. or Allen, Josh Allen ran it in. Um, anyway, two hundred seventy-three total rushing yards allowed by the Titans. Only thirteen catches for seventy yards. They're not even averaging a hundred yards allowed per game, basically, to the running back position, which is just insane. And now you play in this part where Jay Ajay might be hurt. He's only going to get goal line carries, maybe, and he's only going to see. He's never sees more than two or three targets a game. So. I'm way out on a Jai, and even if Clement plays, it seems like it's a good spot. It's not a good spot. Don't play him. Yeah, because Wendell outs- Wendell Smallwood outscored him anyway. I right. played him. So, so you're in this crazy coin flip at this yeah. point where you have a Jai not at 100%, Clement and Smallwood, or just Clement and Smallwood in the tough game. And a lot it's of these, even like rolling a dice basically at this point with yeah. the Eagles. A lot of these uh, Titan stats would extend into the latter part of last year as well. Besides except Todd for Todd Gurley, Gurley. yeah, yeah. you know, and him. and part of my thinking was like, you know, you guys brought that to light is like, especially early in the year. Is this defense really that good, or have they just not played Todd Gurley yet? That's yeah. like the thought process that I've had, like for quarterback, wide receiver. I've been breaking that kind of stuff down, and right. that's, you'll see in some of the shutdowns and plump picks. Well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tom, let's go with yours. 
All right, boys and girls, I'm not stalling. I'm totally ready. I'm shutting down Carry On Johnson, folks. I know that he had a great showing. The first 100-yard rushing performance by a Lion in quite Since 2013 on Thanksgiving, it was Reggie Bush was the last one who did it for the Lions. Yes, but this is a team that is good against the running back, and I just want to – and that's the – uh, Dallas Cowboys. Right. What I want to say also is that LeGarrette Blunt is not going away. He got 16 carries and two receptions. Yep. Whoa. Which means that you're not even breaking LeGarrette Blunt out of the receiving game, Mm-mm. let alone they did not really include Theo Riddick, and I'm sure they will more, especially if they wind up getting down. I don't suspect yes. that, but if that happens, you're already you're shelving your carry on shares no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Even the game speed, if, if they're just playing catch up. Theoretic's going to get involved, and you see them with a lead, and now we know that LeGarrette Blunt is going to stay involved. Yeah. so Scary for him. Yeah. They haven't allowed a rushing touchdown, I don't think, this year, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, and I imagine it'll stay Carson just had one last week. Chris Carson? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He was the first one. He was the first <laughs> and only one, though, yeah, I'm pretty for sure. sure. Yeah. Their defense, the Cowboys defense, has quietly been playing really well on all – you know, in the the D line, the linebackers, the secondary, they've they've been balling out. But it wouldn't be a Cowboys preview if I didn't say that Sean Lee is questionable. <laughs> you know, true. So. But they have Jalen Smith, who's a yeah, a great he's been great. Too. He's been awesome. Yeah, who's uh, yours, Don? Uh, my running back, I gave it. How about I think. receiver? Oh, receiver. All right, let's do it. Um, <laughs> I'm going Chris Hogan versus Xavier Howard. I mean, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you do not throw at this guy. Amari Cooper has now shown it. Corey Davis has. Kind of shown it, but he didn't get shadowed. But Carr when tried Xavier to go Howard, Lob City to Martavis Bryant, and Xavier Howard was like, Ooh, "Nope, no. that's mine." I, but also, like I said this in a in a league chat because someone was like trying to trade Chris Hogan. I was like, "Dude, just drop him. Who wants Chris Hogan right now?" It's I'll bad. take him. In the one league that I have, him, if you can get him for free, I'm sure you would. But like, who are you going to give? In the up one to league get him? I have him, I'm trying to trade him, and I'm thinking, you know, it's. It's it's scary for yeah. it's legitimately scary for Hogan. Yeah. This is I'm in- starting Mike Williams over him. As yeah, you should. There you go. Yeah. As you should, really. Right. Yeah. He has he's mo- balling out. Bigger touchdown catch Monday. The the worst part about Hogan is he hasn't seen more than five targets in a single game yet. And we this was supposed this to be, was be the no time. doubt number one wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. And we got Seeing Edelman double digit targets. Week. He hasn't even seen more than five yet. It's just absurd. Absurd. I don't know. This is a guy that I think we missed out on pretty bad. And I think everyone kind of drank the Kool-Aid just because it's Tom Brady. Chris Hogan has never had more than 41 catches, 650 yards, or five touchdowns in an entire season ever. And I think this is like his sixth or seventh year in the league, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I think we expected a little too much of him. I mean, clearly. uh, Josh Gordon's got a sneaky chance to come in and actually contribute to the Patriots if that's how their receivers are going to play on Sunday night. I mean, We'll see, man. But shut him down, too, until he sees the field. And well, we'll you see him can't, produce. Yeah, you can't really no. know what to do with yeah. him quite yet. No. Tom, you ready? Yeah, of course. Right, I'm always ready, yeah. Don. I'm a consummate <laughs> professional. All right. I'm shutting down Tyler Lockett. Yeah. I know if your you're boy. like me. Yeah, I like him. But if you're like me and you're looking on your bench and you haven't played him yet and you look, you click on Tyler Lockett, touchdown game one, touchdown game two, touchdown game three. Not bad. I, I mean, you're thinking, I got to start this guy, right? Yeah. Yep. But he's going to get the clamps. You're Pat talking Pete. about Patrick Peterson here with more than likely no Doug Baldwin. I know that they just said there's an outside chance that he'll play. Why would he play? You I don't know, give him another week. I don't know. But either way, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Tyler Lockett coming from the outside. Yep. Uh, Patrick Peterson is let, yet to let one up. 
and I don't think Tyler Lockett's going to be the guy to break the the mold here. Agreed. And it stinks because you want to play him when Baldwin's going to be out, and maybe by the next week when Baldwin's back, you're thinking about, oh, maybe I won't play Tyler Lockett right. again. So maybe you're going to play him now. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's, it just goes to show that like no one's due just because they scored three times already. Right. Like this is the if this was week two, you'd be like, yeah, no way. If this was week three, you'd be like, no way. Right. And then you wouldn't be surprised if he scored week four. They're all independent events. That's right. And I just want to remind you of that. Agreed. All right. Uh, let's go to Scott, your uh, shutdown wide receiver, please. Going with one of our darlings from the beginning of the year. Yeah, this one hurts. Quincy and Nunwa. Uh, this guy has just been a target monster, and it's been awesome. But I think that this week's matchup is just going to put a halt to that. Uh, the Jags D has been really, really good. They've basically shut down most slot receivers. You know, uh, Sterling Shepard only had like four catches for like 50 yards, and he's really been like the only predominant slot receiver that they've played. Uh, they've been beat on the outside by guys like Hogan and Odell Beckham. So to me, it's in a really tough matchup. Yeah, he's getting targets, but I don't see him having much better of a week than he got last week. I doubt he scores. And for that reason, I think that there are a lot of guys out there that you can probably play over Quincy and Nunwa this week. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, they, they're not uh, stingy with their defensive backs and who they assign them to. It's not a, I play this part of the field operation over there. Right. And they know that they've got to stop him ahead of anyone else. It's going to be tough sledding for the Jets until Le'Veon signs. Yeah, yeah. until we get Le'Veon, <laughs> it's going to be a little tough. Um, I don't know. Like I like Inunua just because of the volume. But you know, qual- I think might be quality over quantity with Inunua this week. If you think you have a player with a better matchup who's more likely to score, yeah, than Inunua is, because I think the Jets are just going to have a tough time scoring points on Sunday. Inunua could go eight for forty. Yeah, and still get you a good PPR. Of week, course, but but he also might not. I mean, yeah. that, that's like a good performance. What I would judge on this this matchup yeah, yeah in this sure. ma- exactly in this matchup six for 60 or eight for 40 something pretty boring is yeah. going to be a noon was ceiling most yeah, likely exactly and that's not what we want to start you know on on sunday that's not what we're yelling at our TV no there's about. higher upside guys yeah. go chase these other guys yeah all right tom let's get you let's get you in a tight end uh, i'm gonna go with dallas goddard last week's number one tight end that's right number uh, one yeah, awesome. Well, the Titans the are actually the best team against the tight end as far as this season goes. Right. So there's that knock against him. And additionally, Alshon Jeffrey has been cleared for contact. Right. He's probably going to work his way back into the game. Uh, Carson Wentz likes him a plenty. Yeah. And now we've got um, Aguilar, Alshon, Ertz, Goddard. All these running backs. Goddard really falls to being like sixth or seventh in the pecking order. Yeah. And it's just not a great matchup independent yeah. of And all he that. only moves up to like second or, or third or at most second in the red zone. I yeah, really like well, they put Jordan Matthews straight into the game last right, week. Right, yeah. Right? So it's like you know that they're looking for other people to throw the ball to. Okay. If Jordan Matthews is going to be active again, then is, is he nothing. above or below? Or right, like it's hard to tell. It, he's not going to be a number one tight end like on his team. Right. So the likelihood that he's going to be a number one tight end in fantasy weekly. Yeah. Right. The offensive volume would have to be insane. And I really like that you brought up the fact that Alshon is coming back because Dallas Goddard was playing wide receiver last week. He was not playing tight end. He was playing wide receiver. He, his touchdown was up the seam when he was running a slot route. You know, he was outside, he was playing on the line, but uh, a decent amount, but mostly a lot of his catches were him playing wide receiver with Alshon coming back. You got to assume that most of those snaps go away entirely. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh, Scott, let's stick with you. I'm going with the kit, man. Yeah. George Kittle, who I plum picked last week. 
And, you know, I kind of like his the rest of his season-long outlook just on volume alone because, like we said, Bethard was horrible throwing the ball downfield, and we don't expect him to. But this is a really, really tough matchup. The Chargers are incredible against the tight I end. I mean, yeah, uh, they really shut down Travis Kelsey. They shut down Travis Kelsey. Other two games one catch for six yards. They've only allowed nine catches for 87 yards to the entire position on the year. So Jeez. that's just insane numbers. You're basically begging for four for 50 in this matchup and just try it anywhere better. else at tight end. Yeah. Just yeah. try anyone. It's else. a really good. It's a really interesting tight end week. I had, a, I had a tough time because you and Tom picked your plum pit or your shutdown tight ends before I did. Right. I just, I had a really difficult time uh, coming up with one, but I think like Kittle was the one of the ones I wanted and to pick, but you got at, him at this point. There's a lot of gray area for us, uh, for me, especially like, who do people actually start at tight end? Yeah. <laughs> so like who is even in the shutdown consideration yeah. Yeah. and, and that, so I thought, I thought Kittle is a fine one. Yeah. And especially cause he's so cheap and so tempting on dailies Yeah, that you just love. Well, he's getting in more lineup. expensive as yeah. the position gets uglier. Yeah. So this yeah. is a week we avoid. He's starting him. to get more and more respect. Yeah. Well, you lose Olsen, you lose Walker. Like, so he's basically what? Like a, a top seven priced guy. Yeah. These yeah. Days. yeah. All right, let's go to uh, my shutdown tight end. I'm going with Jesse James. Uh, seemed to get shut down a little bit against Tampa Bay in a game where pretty much everybody got theirs. He didn't really do a whole lot. Vance well, McDonald I heard, uh, touchdown. I heard after the game he tried to confront Vance McDonald about the more targets, and Vance McDonald just stiff-armed him into the ground. <laughs> yeah, like, literally into his grave. Like he did all the way Conte. into his grave. Yeah. Did he break Chris Conti's neck? How did he end up on IR? Apparently, he had a torn PCL before the game and shouldn't have been playing. Ah. Uh, and then McDonald just so put that, him down like honestly, a dog I in think, the street. I think he went up to him and thought he was just going to be able to push him out and that he was going to like, like cooperate. I'm push you. And he just owned him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was he, awesome. You know what? It was bad, too, because he like... Like according to what the tackling form that the NFL wants, like Conti had the perfect approach for it. Yeah, and, and just, just got, got absolutely <laughs> demolished en route to a seventy-five yard touchdown. But that touchdown really has shown me that like it's not the Jesse James variety hour when no. the Steelers play from the tight end perspective. And Baltimore themselves has had some very good weeks against. Uh, um, against the tight end. Charles Clay didn't do a whole lot week one. Um, Eifert really did nothing. So, so Vance McDonald comes back two weeks ago against Kansas City, and we thought this was going to be his blow-up spot, right? Yeah. But it was Jesse James who had the monster game. The reason why, though, was because Ben threw the ball like a thousand times. Right. So we didn't get a good indication of what this offense was going to look like with Vance McDonald as the receiving tight end. It was more just like, get out there and get let's out there start and slinging survive. and try yeah. and come back in this game. And I think last week you saw that more where you saw Vance McDonald see another five targets like he did, like yep. he still did against Kansas City. So I think he's a fine start this week. McDonald. Yeah. But Jesse James, I'm, I'd be pretty scared yeah. of. All right, let's get to our plum picks now. I can feel it down in my plums. And like we said, uh, some really interesting matchups, some guys that we really like. Tom? You didn't get your chance. Uh, are you, we sang his praises a little bit. Let's let's keep it. Let's keep the tall. <laughs> let's keep the love for tall men going. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen here Shocker at the special. quarterback position. And uh, Josh Tallin. You know, it's really just the fact that he's out there rushing, and that yeah. can get him into a perfectly good performance at the quarterback position 
any given Sunday. He's playing against the Green Bay Packers, who week one let up 30 rushing yards to Mitch Trubisky. Week two got absolutely dumped on by Kirk Cousins, so he didn't need, really need to run around, nope. though he has the skill set. And then week three let up 20 yards rushing to Alex Smith. This is a guy who scored two rushing touchdowns last week. Am I projecting that? Of course not. But if he's going to go out there and put his body on the line, hurdle, hurdle oh my God. Uh, put his shoulder down. I'm still and, not over that. And hurdle. scramble around. He can pick up 40 quick and a 40 spot. I always say it's the same thing as a passing touchdown. He just needs to throw one passing touchdown, rush for 40 yards, and throw for 250 against a team that gets that done to them pretty regularly. Yeah, their defense is horrible. And he's going to be very, 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 very cheap in FanDuel. And he's and going to draw a roughing the passer penalty against Clay Matthews. Like <laughs> yeah. <book> it. <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting got... to see how Clay Matthews tries to corral him in because he's so yeah. big. Now his target has grown like even bigger. So yeah, who knows? maybe he's just too big for yeah. him to get uh, any rough... penalties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what's the, that's what the problem with Cam is right now. Well, no, Clay Matt or. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's exactly the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, let's go to you, Plum. Well, I just wanted to say oh, he God. is sixty four hundred dollars on DraftKings. Oh my God! I mean, that's on like uh, a FanDuel. middle of the road wide receiver on FanDuel. On FanDuel, which that's, is really nice. That's very very cheap. The only starters cheaper than him are Bradford, Mariota. Bradford's uh, not starting. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, Mariota, uh, Bethard, and Winston, maybe Darnold, and that's it. Wow. All right, that's pretty cool. Not bad. How about Eli? Where's he? Eli got some respect on his name. Eli's above a lot of guys that you wouldn't expect. I mean, he deserves the respect on his name. He's my plum pick this week. And, uh, you know, I I feel weird being the first one to take the... I'm, I'm the first Eli Plum pick. Yeah, I gave him like an honorable shout out last week, though. It's true, yeah. true. Yeah. You did say that. You did say that when we were going through the game notes. But um, and he did give you a great week, Tom. And I played him. Yeah. So clicking through the stats through the first three weeks, you know, like I said before, we're, we're trying to figure out if if things will be bucking the trend or following the trend. The Saints have allowed the most points to the quarterback position and the most points in full PPR to the wide receiver positions. Okay. So. Now you look at Eli Manning, who has completed 74% of his passes this year. And he goes up against the Saints defense, who is allowing 74% of their their passes to be completed against them. Close the loop. This is an absolute matchup made in heaven. Love Eli this week. I love Sterling Shepard this week. I like Sterling Shepard a lot this week. And, you know, we can get into that in the in the in the game notes, but I you know, he's one of my favorite receivers to play this week. But Eli for sure in a matchup where it seems like he's just gonna be getting given throws, you know, um all game long against the Saints defense who is really struggling. Even Marshawn Lattimore has struggled against these big guys. So I think Odell can easily have his way. Eli is a perfectly fine starter this week. I agree. I, I totally agree. He proved it last week against the Texans defense, which we thought would be tougher. Now he's going up against the Saints defense that we thought would be tougher. He's going to be able to punish these defenses that aren't playing well enough. And the Saints defense is not playing well enough. Odell, the last time they played the Saints, went for like almost 200 yards and two touchdowns, I think. So His explosion He loves is playing them. I think it's coming this week, absolutely, uh, which stinks because I think I'm playing them in like three of my leagues this week. <laughs> uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, my plum pick quarterback is another old favorite, the rifle, Andy Dalton. He's on fire. He's putting yeah. it together. He just uh, he's he's been Besides playing really four well. Picks last week, but whatever doesn't matter. But he but he threw two touchdowns and kind and of all evened out. Um, he's he's really got a great connection going with Tyler Boyd. Whether 
AJ Green plays or not, I think Andy Dalton's a fine play. Gio Bernard's going to be able to get it done in the past pass game, whether Joe Mixon comes back or not. Atlanta just gave up a 40-point fantasy quarterback performance to Drew Brees. Their defense is not getting any better. They just lost another safety to IR. That's yep. two starting safeties and Deion Jones. Yep. Gio Bernard can really run wild in this matchup if the Falcons aren't careful, and I think Andy Dalton knows that. I think he feeds him. I think he gets some touchdowns. Hopefully, A.J. Green plays because I think A.J. is a shoe in to score a touchdown if he plays this week, and I'm really excited to watch Andy Dalton carve up the Falcons' defense. Yeah, I think that uh, I agree with basically everything you said, but I think the the, key, the best guy in this matchup is really Tyler Boyd. Uh, just because in the way that he's used and because of Green's uh, you know groin injury, I think that Andy Dalton... Tyler Boyd stack against a defense that's allowed the sixth most passing yards per game in the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is a great matchup. You're right. Dalton, I think he stays hot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been really good. There's no doubt about it. Are you at all scared of uh, Trufant if A.J. Green doesn't play and that Boyd would get the game? Michael Thomas wasn't. See, for me, it's like Boyd kind of doesn't play that outside X wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. He moves around enough that in against this defense, I think he can go crazy. Whereas, you know, Trufant may even end up staying with John Ross if that was the case just because of his speed. Yeah. yeah. Ross has been brutal though. He's been bad. Could be a blow up week for him though. Atlanta's been giving it up. I didn't even trust I mean, Tyler Boyd both against starting Trufant safeties if it out. was like if it was a known shadow type of thing. Yeah. I would still trust Boyd. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Uh well let's move on then. Uh Tom. We're gonna we're not going very far with your plum pick running back in that game. Yeah, it's gonna be Gio Bernard. You see Alvin Kamara just annihilate them. Yeah. And uh Don already talked about it with Christian McCaffrey and leading up to how many more injuries they have. Christian McCaffrey puts the hurt on them, Kamara puts the hurt on them. Gio Bernard is a similar game. Yeah, no kidding. And he's a guy who can be in there just like both of those guys in passing and obvious rushing situations so he has the advantage of them not necessarily knowing what's coming by him being on the field right he's almost oh of course he's better off without joe mixon because he's going to get less all the volume all the volume and less attention uh drawn on him precisely right like he's a clear beneficiary of this game joe mixon is inactive Gio Bernard all day, every day, wherever I can. Any FanDuel. Yeah. And uh, if Joe Mixon is active, it would kind of hurt this, but I don't expect him to be, truthfully. I don't think so. It would, be a, it would be a stunner if he did. And you saw what Bernard did against a great Panthers defense. Yeah. That's... Now he gets to play against a shitty defense. Yeah. Like, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. really is. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to stay with mine in that same game because I've got Tevin Coleman. Uh, no word on whether Guess we're watching Freeman. Bengals Falcons this weekend. Huh, <laughs> we might boys? be. Yeah, um, I'm taking Tevin Coleman. 28 carries, 184 yards. That's what Christian McCaffrey had against the Bengals last week. Alex Collins scored against them. Buck Allen scored against them. Buck Allen scores on everyone though. It's the, not fair. They played the Colts week one, and that doesn't matter because the Colts don't have a, a serviceable running back anymore. But I mean, Cincinnati's been giving it up on the ground this week. I think if they noticed that their defense can't handle the uh, the fast-paced Bengals offense. I think Atlanta can go in and start kind of leaning on Tevin Coleman, which he's shown that he can do. He's now scored in both games that he's played in where uh, Devontae Freeman hasn't played. He's going to, like I said, he's convincing them that they don't need to rush him back because Agreed. he's shouldering the load right now. And I think, and that, I think like, he does it for at least one more week. Even last week, Tolman, Coleman didn't really have a ton of yards per carry, but... It was a tough matchup. The the Saints front is really good, and it's not anything that Freeman probably would have improved upon. So I don't think there's any fear for Tevin Coleman. 
especially this week. He's still going to be the workhorse way ahead of Ito Smith. So you're right. With those touches against this matchup, it's a great play. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, let's go to you for the first one uh, that's not a part of Atlanta, Cincinnati in the last four picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to uh, Arizona, actually, where they will be playing against the Seahawks and Chris Carson. Finally, what we expected at the beginning of the year, what we thought should definitely happen, for finally somebody. came to fruition for either one of them to yeah. just get the shot. Chris Carson gets the shot, as we kind of thought would be the case in the preseason, and he takes full advantage. 124 yards on 34 touches and a tud. Yes. <laughs> We're talking 34 touches to three from Penny. So now it seems as though he has the stranglehold on this job. He goes in to play against the Arizona Cardinals, who have allowed six rushing touchdowns this year and are 29th in the league in rushing yards per game. This is a matchup made in heaven. If you have Christian McCaffrey like I do in some leagues and you're able to just put Chris Carson in for one week to hopefully get 30 touches against the worst rushing defense in the league, Merry Christmas. Yeah. That is a... I was looking at your team today in one of our leagues, and I was jealous. It w- yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is a miracle. Yeah. I was yeah. so happy. Yeah. yeah, You never would have expected So, yeah, I'm rooting for Chris Carson this week. <laughs> Absolutely. no, And no reason not to. Uh, Scott, we're going to stay with you for your plum pick at wide receiver. Yeah, I'm going to give a little more confidence in your shutdown quarterback. I think Brandon Cooks is matchup proof this year. Agreed. And I think this is the game where he's really going to show it. Uh, the Vikings never... He's top five in yardage right now. Yeah, he has 336 yards on 19 target, or nineteen catches. I'm sorry. He's caught 19 of his 25 targets, 336 yards, no touchdowns, but he was tackled at the one in classic Brandon Cooks fashion. If you've owned this guy as much as I do, this guy gets tackled at the one on a Calvin Johnson-like level. It is just... <laughs> Incredible how good he is at not making it into the end zone. I think this is 17.6 yards per catch. 17.6 yards per catch, which is just crazy. They're using him in such a great way that I think he escapes Xavier Rhodes. And if you want to put Xavier Rhodes on Brandon Cooks the whole game and have him chase him, be my guest because I don't think he's going to keep up with him all game. Jared Goff could easily have a game manager type game and hit Cooks on one of these bombs. I think it finally pulls through. Even in a matchup where you're like, "Eh, I don't know, maybe I could bench Cooks, I would start him with confidence. I'm going, I'm staying in that. I agree with everything you said. I do think that, you know, we've, we've talked about this. We can plumb pick a, a wide receiver and shut down his quarterback if we think that there's a cap on what that quarterback's production right. could be. And that's kind of where I'm seeing God. And some stats, you know, if you did the deep dive, like the Vikings haven't allowed over 60, a receiver, wide receiver to go over 65 yards right. this year. And they've only allowed like one or two receivers to score. Yeah. So one of them on paper, Adams. it's a really tough matchup, but I'm trusting the offense and I'm trusting yeah. what I think is the best receiver in that offense. Right. Um, I'm staying in that same game. He could get one of those little stupid passes now, too. Oh, yeah, he's the, fully within range. For, he's for the, the perfect guy to get one of those, too. Because yeah. he can just scoot right along. Anyway, I hate that play. Oh, it's the worst. The fact that it counts as a passing touchdown is disgusting. Uh, I'm going with Stephon. Mahomes loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen against the Rams. You're going to look at your Yahoo lineup, and you're going to see a red 32 next to the Rams. Because That's about to change. <laughs> yeah, that is about to change because they just announced that Marcus Peters is out for Sometime. some time, which is at least this week or more, and Aqib Tlaib's going to IR. So the vaunted cornerbacks that the Rams once had are now both gone, and they get the best wide receiver tandem. Oh, did I say that? I did. <laughs> They're going against the best wide receiver tandem 
in the league. I like I'm that. starting digs where I have them. I'm starting feeling where I have them. I'm not afraid of this. And like I said, this is a big point of pride game for the Vikings. They need to go out and at least play well and right. play close because you can't go out, tie your division rival, lose to the worst team in football, and then get trounced on on Thursday night. So they're going to come out. They're going to have a good showing. I think Diggs and Thielen both have a great shot at scoring. You know Thielen's going to get a ton of targets. You know Diggs is going to be good for a couple of big plays each day. It's not going to be the way it was last week for the Vikings at all. I'm starting both with confidence regardless of what the matchup may indicate. Yeah, I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. And not to poo-poo Andy Dalton, but someone had just asked me, would they start Kirk Cousins or Andy Dalton? No, I'll I'll start Kirk this week. And I said I I would start Kirk. Coming off a horrible game, but I agree with you. I think he's bound to bounce back. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you can't just get 40 By the way, I think that um, if you're in like a full PPR or half PPR, throw the farm to the guy who has Adam Thielen. (laughs) <laughs> not even kidding yeah the dude has gotten at least 12 targets every single week at least and 12. is cashing in regularly yeah they, I, he they, is saving me him and breda are saving me in a league where i drafted um doug McKinnon. baldwin All right and Le'Veon bell oh wow yeah, yeah. i mean dude 12 man full feeling's been basically the best i mean besides michael thomas maybe the best receiver in the league so yeah. far He's he's just been unstoppable. I jokingly call him the best player in the league. He he is one of my favorite players. Yeah, in the I, entire I mean, league, five hundred dollars scholarship. It's yes. hard not to it's hard not to really root for the yeah. guy. And again, he's he's gonna ball out. Yeah. It's Thursday. hard not to root for Diggs too, because like we we I love, love Diggs. Too. We I love mean, especially him. after that touchdown. Uh, Tom, speaking of bouncing back, we you think your pawn pick is gonna bounce back from a slow start to the season? Yeah, that's Demarius Thomas. Obviously, I love this game for Emmanuel Sanders. You wouldn't sit him in this matchup. You're not for benching the world. Emmanuel. Sanders for anybody. Yeah, um, but this matchup should not scare you whatsoever with Demarius Thomas. Week one, 11 targets. Week two, 10 targets. He's still a guy who's going to demand over 100 targets in a season. Oh, yeah clockwork mm-hmm. um last week he only got five but it was a weird week uh manuel sanders scores on the long one yeah you get philip Lindsay ejection when you play against a little the ravens yeah. you know it's like they're like the titans when they when you play against those two teams things just go crazy yeah not yep. everything is going to work out according to plan Never. versus the ravens that's for sure um but everything seems to go according to plan for any offense lining up against the kansas city chiefs yeah. this year and it's you know been, that defense is going to be tested with mahomes it's been a points bonanza yes. oh, so yeah. i don't mind if mahomes drops yeah. you know x amount on denver because right. if denver gets the chance to load up and go then back DT's at it get 20 targets yeah, give me dt give me emmanuel sanders and he's not my plum pick but dare i say give me jake butt in this matchup i thought about him too i thought <laughs> i about really it too. thought about him too and this could be the breakout butt game yeah this, this could be the poop through yeah this but i mean <laughs> what we're <laughs> What we're really looking for here is, I mean, he could land an easy touchdown in this. I think uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are the worst or the second worst against the tight end right now. Yeah, I mean, playing against a team. DT is the pick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Andy Reid just stands on the other sideline like, bring it. Like, like are you, are you putting a defense out there, Andy? Nah, we'll be good. <laughs> we got Pat. So, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, the Chiefs are a fantasy gold right now. Yeah. Their yeah. team is gold. You can play anybody on their team, literally anybody, and you can play everyone who plays against them. It's, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Somebody was saying, I, I read somewhere, it's like, 
Chiefs Saints or Chiefs Rams is my Super Bowl pick right now, and the over under would be seventy <laughs> in that game. Like it would, and not it just went up ten points today. because of the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right? for sure. Oh my yeah. god, I, I would love to see that. Oh man, but yeah, I know people Both. are not uh, super psyched about DT right now, so I just wanted to put that back in and say, yeah, yeah. hey, give this guy another shot. He's still commanding. If a you can buy, if you can talks. buy low on him before this week. It's a good time. It might too. be a savvy move. The yeah. only problem is I own Emmanuel Sanders everywhere. Yeah, yeah you you've, you left the DT ship sell a long you, time so, ago. So you don't need him because you've no, got a Manny but, Sanders. But, I'm but happy for to, those of us who are not as rich as you are. I'm just happy to inform the masses right. that yeah. you know, there's a Manny Sanders too out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, I'm going to go with my plum pick tight end because I've got Jared Cook against Cleveland. This is why we do the research. Cleveland's bad against tight ends. Jared Cook has been featured in the Raiders offense. He's going to play well. Yeah. He is going to play well. I can't guarantee that he's going to score, but he's going to get a bunch of catches. He's going to get a bunch of targets. He's going to be fine. This is a week where you can start him. If you're a streamer, I think he's it's a week you can pick him up, throw him in your lineup. You're not going to, there's not a lot I'd of be scenarios surprised where this if is a negative. If he's still out there for you to be picked up because yeah. he really has been, he's been a TE1 basically throughout the year, even in these two lower games. Um, the Browns actually haven't allowed a tight end touchdown yet this year, so they may be starting to buck our trend. Don, this is our this is our litmus test. Yes. I, Jared Cook I in a good agree. offense. You know, this is a highly used tight end. If he doesn't score, we. We got to wipe the Browns off the schneid, and we got to find some new some new teams to new play blood. tight ends against. I yeah. agree, but Gronk is going against the Miami Dolphins, so we should oh at boy. least have that one statistically after. This yeah, yeah, we'll have day. Miami still as long as Gronk yes. has a has a typical Gronk game, which he's going to. Yeah, uh, Tom, we're gonna stick with you because you've got the other tight end in that matchup as your plum pick. Yeah, I'm going with Njoku. This My man, a, this could be a tight end battle. Um, no one has done more from the tight end position on two targets for me in half a game than Njoku. Yeah, uh, watching that game. The other night when Baker, Baker Mayfield got into the game, mm-hmm. it was obvious that he was looking to him. Yep. And as much as I would have loved to see Tyrod use him, he really wasn't. No. Right? And uh, that offense was like it was like they hid all their good plays until Baker came in. It yeah. was insane. It was it was they were dead on arrival. Excellent and team they got, management there. Yeah, and they got the the clear. Yeah, you know, and, and they came back to life. Yeah, no kidding. Um, for real, Baker Mayfield breathed new life into that system, and it's clear that he likes David and Joku. Yeah, and I, I went and picked him up even in a league where I own Gronk. I think I'm going to be able to send this guy somewhere for value. Right. Yeah. Later down the road. There. Yeah, they have the same bye week. I don't care. Yeah. I actually think that I. I'm That's so, just the deadline for when you can trade one of them. Yeah, or I'm when getting, it's time to cut in Joku or someone or else. Or Gronk gets hurt. Yeah, yeah or suspended. I don't want to put that out there, but <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the thing. Yep. Um but yeah, I'm I'm totally in on him. Even in that league, I did want to mention that I just think like in the right matchup, I think he's he could earn like flex consideration. Yeah. Agreed. Baker's looking at him a lot. I mean, he dominated in that game, and I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. So what and I'm Oakland interested. used to be the Browns. Oh, before um, we erased Oakland to go target the Browns, it was Oakland. Oakland right. And old habits do die hard. Can I sell you guys on Baker Mayfield as the official Ruts streaming quarterback of the week? We did mention that we, we he's might in wanna... he's in the realm of conversation, and you know, All but right. we can we official can... announcement will come Saturday or Sunday. Well, I think we were gonna go with uh, we had brought up just to we had clear brought up the Case air. Keenum. Yeah. We had brought up Case Keenum. Oh. 
against the Kansas Chiefs, City. which is pretty much my fave guys. Yeah, I know, I mean, but I mean, I just think Case Keenum's the better pick, though. Yeah, you're right. Uh, getting getting back to Njoku, um, I like that you brought him up now because I do think he's a great target. A lot of people have dropped him. Yeah, and Josh Gordon is gone, so there isn't that big-bodied guy that we love to talk about in the red zone. There's no big-bodied receiver. Jarvis Landry is just not that guy. So it could easily be Njoku soaking up red zone targets and soaking up those big body wide receiver type of routes that they just don't have anyone else to run. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for the prospects of Njoku. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's such a stud. Whenever yeah. you watch him play, it's like, my well, God. Well, it was a consensus among the fantasy football community and just many communities that this was going to be a big year for him. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't look like it was panning out, but I have new faith. Plenty of ball game left. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty yeah. of ball left for Njoku. All righty, Scott, let's go to yours. It's not involved in the Oakland-Cleveland game. This guy, I think, you know, I, I only own him in one or two leagues, but I own I, him in the rest. If I owned him <laughs> elsewhere, I would want to scream because Trey Burton is awesome. He's entering that category and he just of like, isn't doing anything. <laughs> Nothing. He's not doing enough. He's just not doing enough. But I think this is the week. Tampa Bay has been getting killed by the tight end. They've allowed 63 points to the tight end position in full PPR. Do you it's think only been three weeks. That's 21 points per week. Yes, Vance McDonald got 21 of those points in on one maybe play. one single play, but he also injured their best guy to cover tight ends. <laughs> so so Chris Conti's gone. Their whole defense is completely in tatters. This Garbage. defense is just getting worse and worse every single day, it seems like, and I think it is finally time. Mitch Trubisky is horrible, but he'll have enough time. He won't be able to throw the ball downfield like normal, so he'll be peppering Burton short. I think he finally, finally has that game where you're like, this is why I drafted Trey Burton in the eighth round. This is also a, uh, and I know this is more or less for the preview, but this is also a Tariq Cohen prove-it game yeah, for me. Absolutely. It's getting dark. Because I don't want to drop him before this. Yeah. Because this Not is the this opportunity. Week. Yeah. But beyond this, it's going to be hard to convince me to keep him. Yeah, I uh Trey Burton's entering that thing of like why do they not just throw him the ball every other play? Like every time they target him, he does something good. But he just isn't getting enough targets right now for any of us. It's Trubisky, man. He's just He's awful. so bad. He's awful. He was so bad against yeah. the Cardinals. They might cut bait on him. This off season, I, yeah, I but I think happening. he's going to be in the whole year. Uh, he's going to be in the whole year, but I mean, after in the off season, I think It'll they might have looked somewhere else. Um, so let's get to the rundown of the slate. We've got Carolina and Washington on by this week. So uh, pour one out for your good pal Christian McCaffrey. He will be back to your RB one spot. And Chris Thompson, uh, Chris too, Thompson. you know, yeah. like Chris Jordan Reed's been good too. So thank you for your services so far, Chris Thompson <laughs> and Jordan Reed. AP too. All three of them need one big ice bucket where they can just sit for the whole week and just yeah, preserve themselves. Honestly, this really it's a early, new ice bucket challenge. This really early buy is great for Adrian Peterson. Owners. I think it's horrible for him. I mean, I don't it's, why. I think any rest at any point is good eight for Adrian straight Peterson. weeks. That old man's gonna have to get out there and play a game. Ah, you don't well, need what's them the all. Alternative eight, seven, then eight, like. Actually not, because the math doesn't add up, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Neither right. did mine. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. The alternative <laughs> is he gets a nice little break here, and then he can get you to where you may need to go. Yeah. But All you right. didn't draft him to get you to the ship. So if You he, drafted him on a prayer. You yeah. drafted him to hopefully get you through these first three or four weeks, which he's done. Now yeah. he gets a buy. And, and now you get a and refresh and reload on the guy. Yeah, we'll so see. maybe another two or three good weeks from AP can yeah. still come. Yeah. Uh, Vikings-Rams, we're rolling everybody out, right? 
Yeah, this is the game of the week for me. We, I mean, we talked I a lot about was, this already. I just wish this one was on Sunday. Yeah, no word on Dalvin Cook. Uh, going to be tough for him to get back on a short week. Latavius I Murray did not will see enough. you under five yards uh, rushing again. Yeah, um, it was awful. God. No, but I mean, that 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 should change. It was so funny. I actually responded to someone on Instagram saying I would start Latavius Murray. That right. game script should be fire. Yeah. yeah. I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe I said to someone on Twitter uh, – you can't Start. pass up Latavius Murray's guaranteed 20-touch game script. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was not guaranteed. No. He still caught a couple balls, so he's not inept in that. I'm but not he starting He definitely him. didn't get to the 20 spot. The no, league where no. I had him, I dropped him. I was so mad about I'd that. Start, I'd start all three of the receivers on the Rams. I yeah, think people I, are until scared further notice. of them, but they're all seeing eight or nine targets, and they all look really, yeah. really good. I'm starting Cup, and it's based on that whole you know banner matchup stuff. He's not going to see how he roads. avoids it. Yeah. He and, won't see Rhodes. And no kudos, no to, shot. kudos to the people who didn't get cute and took Todd Gurley first overall because he's, he's paying you out. <laughs> he's being the Todd. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Jags. This is going to be a tough one. The Jags did not do anything to instill confidence. We have no word on Fournette. This is going to be a close game. Yeah, I think so too. I it's think going to be, be really ugly, like the Titans and the Jags game last week, unless Bortles can actually hit Keelan Cole on some of these throws, which he was completely unable to do. I think I would still trot Keelan Cole out there this week if I needed to because he got nine targets and he is a stud. So I think that he might be – Maybe the only guy that I'd start in this entire game. Austin Zafiri yeah. and Jenkins revenge game. ISJ revenge game. I a get, big I, revenge game, too. It would take a lot to convince me, but you know you know, revenge game is a step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, uh, no Jets for me. No. Uh, Dolphins-Pats. I think this is the get-right game for the Patriots, and this is the fall-back-down-to-earth game for the Dolphins. Gronk, should, Gronk has reservations for six. Big time. See, I think this one might be a fight, too. I don't think because so. Because Miami hung like Miami beat them last year. <laughs> I get that they need to win. The Pats, like I really do, but Miami's been playing well, so it Danny Amendola revenge game. Danny give- Amendola revenge game. This <laughs> I'll, is I'll give you this, Scott. It it wouldn't surprise me as much as it usually does if Miami beats New England. I don't think that they'll beat they'll beat New England. Let me yeah. let me, you know, just back <laughs> off on that. Yeah. I do think the game will be a lot closer than people just, you know, assuming that the yeah. Pats will just roll them because the Pats haven't been rolling anybody. Right. Uh, Eagles Titans Scott last week you said you were rolling out Carson Wentz oh, we with should no mention oh. uh, Burkhead to the IR yes oh yeah uh, good load call. out your Sony Michelles and your James White yes is it finally my time to see Sony Michelle shine no. I've been maybe. waiting all year see this is the thing like it's taken complete catastrophe and it's still a maybe and it's still like a maybe right <laughs> yeah. please Tom tell me yes <laughs> I know it's crazy the it Patriots crazy. Are, are on the phone exploring the but back I'm not saying that right now. I'm not saying don't. I don't think so Don I really don't I think the path is there for Michelle they like Michelle and they're gonna give him the carries we'll and see. if he starts fumbling and starts sucking that's one thing but I think he's gonna get the shot yeah, yeah he got a ton of work alright uh, Eagles Titans Scott you said you were excited about Carson and once last week are you as excited for him this week no okay <laughs> i'm <laughs> flat fine out with, no. i'm fine with starting i'm not as excited because the titans the titans overall defense we say this about the titans all the time they really ugly games up and but even though it doesn't too. seem like they have the best defense or the best offense they're in every game against every team it seems like so and they got the suck i expect yeah i expect the same thing a lot of field goals from <laughs> that's the what suck. we call ryan suck up by the way <laughs> a lot of field goals from the suck and uh another close win yeah. for philly all right uh texans colts i think this is the get right game for the texans the colts defense has looked really bad the texans defense has looked a little better but i do think that the colts offense is going to be able to put up points you roll out luck you roll out ty hilton where you've got him 
and Ebron. You can sell me on Ebron. You're definitely starting Fuller too. This oh is, yeah, this is a Fuller matchup, big time. I actually do think that Andrew Fuller Luck House. is worth a a big time look in this matchup. Yeah. I think it could be a high scoring game, and I think this could be the vintage Andrew Luck uh, return to the yeah. silver screen. It seems like to me, Houston has always had a problem with Ty Hilton. You know, I, I every mean, Eli Manning carved him up. Yeah, you know, like every every I just thinking back to past years, like I feel like in my DraftKings and FanDuel's, I pick Ty Hilton against the Texans a lot. So I think it's this is another good spot for Ty. Yeah. He's been hot, so I'm with him too. Yeah. All right, uh, Bills Packers. Seven days ago, I thought I knew exactly how this game would play out. Rogers would come in, you throw still a do. couple touchdowns, <laughs> and the Packers would kill the Bills. And then the Packers got crushed by Washington, and Buffalo kicked the crap out of Minnesota. So I really don't know, but I do think that both quarterbacks are not going to have an issue. Josh Allen, like we said, at his price, he's a very, very tantalizing option in your dailies. Rodgers, you'll be able to roll him out just fine. Um, I don't think he's going to lose two fumbles and throw a pick in the first half, but he's done it before, so we'll see. Um, But where I have Packers, I'm rolling everybody out. I almost shut down Jimmy Graham. In this one, just because he's dealing with a knee injury, but uh, the Bills did just let up a touchdown to Kyle Rudolph, and that's always a, that's a weak yeah, saver think, for a tight end. I think Jimmy Graham's just on the injury report because he's Jimmy Graham, and he's not practicing fully because he's yeah, Jimmy Graham. Right. It, it, I I don't think there's any uh, cause for sounding the alarms quite yet with that. I think he's pretty healthy. He's been fleet of foot, yeah, and he's getting like above fifty yards every game, which is not normal for tight ends. So it's really cool to see Jimmy playing in his old ways. Yep. Only person I wouldn't start in this game that is only like fringe relevant anyway is Charles Clay, just because the Packers continue to be uh, a tough matchup a force, for yeah. the tight end position. I kind of like the Packers' defense in this game, um, and you didn't have to use a waiver claim to get them. They're playing at home, and they've always been good at home. They've always been better at home than they are on the road for sure. And this is still the Bills. No, uh, yeah, and I- yes, they had a good week, but it was a get. Like I said, Kirk Cousins gifted. Uh, Josh Allen and 21 points he gave them 21 points that's not going to happen this week I think that I think the Packers defense is a great play this week yeah and I'm not saying that Josh Allen won't throw a pick or fumble right yeah yeah he probably will yep uh, Lions Cowboys did uh, Scott you mentioned the Lions uh, defense looked good enough that you're kind of scared of Dak this week uh, Zeke you're going to roll out Stafford you're rolling out fine we talked about how you can start all three receivers on the Rams can you start all three receivers on the Lions too? who would you rather have Galladay. Woods Cup Cooks or Tate, Don, do you know what Marvin round, Galladay? Do you know what round Galladay is eligible to be kept in? Um, in our league, where you have him, uh, I think he. I don't think he was drafted. Fifteen. He was taken. Wow. Yeah, and dropped immediately. He was the guy that I drafted. Oh my of, god! Instead of a kicker, oh, wow. I had to play a kicker on Monday Night Football. That's right. That's right. Don't hate me if I have to do it to you. But at really, the end of the year. But really, yeah. who, you, who would you take? Woods, Woods, Cooks, Cup. Or Tate, Marvin, Galladay. I think the Lions trio is more consistent throughout, but I think Cooks has the most game-breaking talent out of all six wide receivers. And because of that and Cup's consistency, I'd probably go Rams. I think I would go uh, Lions. Right? Just because I don't think... You can't make a wrong decision on that, though. No, no. I think all three of those are arguably more talented than Cup and Woods. Yeah, right. You can just make that argument. No, yeah, for Even sure. Even though they are and very talented. It's just like what those three do, and that's why I think the Lions' three receivers are all matchup proof until further notice. They do it all in a very different way. You yeah. know, Tate works the middle of the field. 
and so does Galladay too. He's kind of like the he's kind of like the jack of all trades. And then Marvin is the best deep ball receiver in the league. I think like he owns the side like 50 50 ball, for sure. 50 50 ball kind of guy. I don't think there's anyone no. better than Marvin Jones. And what and he came them, through in a big way. You alluded to it when oh we were doing God. the recap episode. He ended up getting you a touchdown I right after that we were done recording. So they completely have been avoiding the tight end position. Yeah, entirely because so, they don't have one. Well, it used to be Eric Ebron, and he would get a fair share yep. of targets. Now it's Kenny Galladay, and now it's Kenny Galladay, yep. and he's kind of being like the Quincy Anunwa instead of having like a true tight end. Right. Uh Bucks Bears where I have my Bucks I'm still rolling them out. Um it's going to be I know it's going to be tough to sit Fitz but we're just kind of trying to tell you pump the brakes on this one cuz this is a road game against the best defense the Bucks have played so far this year. Yeah, this could be shot. an Allen Robinson game too. Yeah. I was going to say that. We mentioned that this might be a Tariq Cohen game as well. Oh, I wanted to ask you guys this when we brought it up at Jordan first. Howard going Is the Bears D matchup proof? No. Okay. I mean, no. Yeah, like no defense for me really is matchup proof. Let's say the Bears are on the road versus New England. New England. Uh, I mean, they yeah. already played on the road against the Kansas Packers City and, and had a good performance. Well, they didn't have to play against Aaron Rodgers for half of it, and yeah. the other yeah. half they got mollywopped. Yeah, and the half, the, <laughs> and the half that they didn't play Rodgers, they got a pick, a fumble, a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they got like all the points. Right. So fair enough. No defense is matchup proof, but I mean, in the in an okay matchup, I'd play the Bears. Yeah. All right. I'd ride them yeah. if I had to, yeah. right. of course. Uh, Bengals-Falcons. Start everybody except John Ross? Start John Ross. I like the to. over in this I love game. the over. Really like the over. In Atlanta so, as well. So when you like the over, that means you like the guys involved in the game. Yep. So I like every single guy. Calvin Ridley, Tyler Board, yeah. Julio, A.J. Green. You know, throw them out there. See what yeah. sticks. Sure. Seahawks Cardinals we love Chris Carson in this game because of that I love I'm, 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 Russell I'm, I'm, Wilson in this game because if Carson gets going early the play action could really open up could open ourselves up for another Tyler Lockett uh, bombs maybe some Brandon Marshall underneath maybe some more Will Disley uh, but for the Cardinals it's Josh Rosen's first start oh, nowhere to go but up for David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald I would imagine yes yeah, good luck to Josh Rosen one of our favorite quarterbacks before we spent the yes. first uh, 10 minutes of season two talking about him and we, him alone we've verbally committed to him so we're happy that yes, the Cardinals yes. have we've also committed to him in uh, other monetarily <laughs> yes yes so yeah. let's uh I'm very excited to see it yeah. happen come uh, form. I, I hope he, he torches them I think he will revitalize Larry yeah, I do think that Larry will come back to it. Because I'm ready to sell for whatever I can get. In the I don't blame you. I, I mean, I would I would be fielding offers for sure. Yeah, but you know, maybe wait until he throws down a big week this week. With uh -huh. All right, uh, Browns Raiders. I think Baker Mayfield gets his first win as a starter. Is Amari Cooper just awful? No. <laughs> It's starting he's, to look like he's just awful, Tom. No, it really is. And yeah, he Xavier Howard last week. I yeah, yeah but there's I know, always a cornerback. There's always a story with him. It's always something. Yeah, because we believe in him. You believe in him. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I meant me and the other Amari Cooper. I Cooper's. used to believe in him, but I mean, the the, the evidence is just mounting up against it's mounting. him. It's mounting, yeah. He, had, he has one good week against Denver, which was surprising, but, uh, you know, he really needs to... I don't know. It's hard to say what it is. That he needs to do, but damn it, he's got to do something. He needs to sleep better at night. You think that's it? <laughs> and I think he can't sleep at night because he stinks so bad. <laughs> yeah, he's just up at night like. Uh, it's a vicious cycle. It is. <laughs> his I girlfriend's eat throwing tennis balls, kind of working on his catching. <laughs> Saints, Giants, everybody. 
Yeah, I really like Sterling Shepard. Like no Evan Engram earlier. for the Giants. Yes. That's why I like him, and yep. he avoids Marshawn Lattimore. So, so it's like two paths to success for him, and he is a t- highly targeted receiver, yeah. a highly talented Not receiver. only does he miss out on Marshawn Lattimore, Patrick Robinson, number one slot corner for the Saints, out for this game. Their backup slot corner. They're going to play Odell in has the slot a passer a lot. rating that is just like holy god, it's bad. Like yeah. it's one of the worst. Like way up there, almost a perfect passer rating against 2017 wow. Saints. Yeah, yeah. The, it uh, seems like we're starting to revert back I to know, that that I horrible loadout everyone against that Saints defense. Uh, speaking of loading out, how Crazy. about how about Ted Ginn? This week, do we like him? Is he a, isn't he okay? He's the number for... two wide receiver. He's not Ted Ginn anymore. Yeah. He's yeah. the number two wide receiver in that offense. Yeah. So it's startable, so if, I think. If yeah, you needed right. him. If the number two Saints wide receiver is better than your other options, which there's a chance it could be. Yeah. Then yes, All right. Ted Ginn, even though it's Ted Ginn. 49ers Chargers. This is my pick in the uh, FanDuel Survivor pool. So if anybody wants, congratulations to for still being alive. Yes, I took the Bears, and I've I've been skinning my teeth the last two weeks. I picked the Broncos, who. One last second against the Raiders and the Bears. One last second against the Cardinals. The competition has certainly thinned out. It, uh, yeah. I think me it was, and the other million Vikings yeah. picks are done. I think between the Vikings, the Packers, and the Jags losing last week, I think it was like sixty-five percent of the field was was out uh, at the end of last week, and the Patriots too. Yeah, I mean, this is another um, awesome river spot, great spot, and like I said last week. It may not be pretty, but he will probably get you to a like close to QB one numbers. I think it could be pretty. against the Rams. No Richard Sermon. Well, I'm talking about uh, last week. Last oh, week I'm sorry. The Rams. I'm sorry. He still delivers that QB one performance. The weapons on this offense are just too good. I think Mike Williams is looking great, and I'm telling Mike you, Mike Will think made it. Mike Will made, he made it, it oh. to the NFL. <laughs> that that diving catch he had was great. Unbelievable. Reference. That's my new name for him. I think I think Phil with these types of weapons. I know I'm biased. I know I'm There's insanely no biased. But I think he's going to be a QB1 wire to wire. There's no I cap. think Mike Williams is the Williams one. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. He definitely has surpassed Tyrell. Yeah. For yeah, sure. definitely. Definitely. Um, he's getting close to passing Keenan Allen over yeah. the past couple weeks. He's uh, he's outscored in both weeks. Touchdown yeah. in every game. And touchdown in every game. Ravens Steelers. Uh, looks like, again, no Le'Veon. So, James Conner, you're going to roll him out. He just gets too many touches. I think this is a huge Antonio Brown week. I we'll really see. think this is a I huge mean, Antonio Brown week again. Prime time. We're going to keep saying it until it happens because we yeah. know it's coming. Yeah. So. Same thing, thing with Odell. Last yeah. time uh, of recent memory, at least, or at least a recent performance against the Ravens, it was an ugly, ugly game until the second half when they just started peppering Antonio yeah, Brown. You're right. Absolute peppering. So even if they're doing their best to spread the ball around, hit an open guy, respect on Juju's name, whatever the storyline is, and it's not working perfectly because, as yeah. we mentioned, against the Ravens, things get pretty constricted. You're going to have to go to Antonio yeah. Brown. So I yep. think by hell or high water, by choice or by mandate, Antonio Brown will get his this yep. week. You know who else is going to get his? Buck Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh. Juju, Over 100 yards in three straight games for him. I mentioned Seven that going back to, Cooks uh, is a top last five year. yardage receiver. Right. Juju top three. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. I mean, I've been looking at his box scores, and you watch the games. It's like, this dude is unbelievable. Yep. He's completely picking up from where he left off last year. I hated on him at the beginning of the year, so I got to backtrack that. If you have him this year, keep starting him yeah. every week. Uh, there's not a lot I'd trade to give away Juju right now. Yeah, he looks good, especially performing. in like a dynasty or keeper league. Oh, oh my for God, sure. he's so young. Yeah. You could never get rid of him. 
not he's a, a centerpiece. I yeah. think I'm gonna have to look this up later, but I think he's gonna be younger than some of the rookies who are gonna be drafted That's after true. this season. Oh, maybe so. <laughs> Something I think like definitely that. some of them. I mean, you talk about a guy like Calvin Ridley, who we actually kind of glossed over. We probably big time in the last episode. Oh though. yeah, yeah. Um, he is older than Juju. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs Broncos Monday night over under three and a half touchdowns for Mahomes. I'm going over. Or just just Mahomes, just Mahomes passing, <sighs> under. But he's going to have on. three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> three and a half is a good number. Over under two and a half for Keenum. <sighs> oh gosh, uh, I'll say under for Keenum, over for Mahomes. Actually, yeah, let's yeah. go. I mean, I I really like both teams in this game. I don't have the Broncos winning. Can you start mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay or yes. Royce yes. Freeman? I would say Philip Lindsay though. Uh, okay. I have them both, and where I have them, if it's PPR, I'm going to go Philip Lindsay. I, I think agree this with Tom. matchup is just too good. It's already, but I'm just saying, if you have like one of them, can you start either one? You can do way worse than Royce Freeman in this matchup, yeah. but yeah. you could probably do better just because Philip. I'd be looking around if I had Freeman. If I had Philip Lindsay, I think he'd be in my starting lineup. No question. Yeah, asked. and it has already right. come out that he is not being suspended for his, his, yes. uh, his skill set. His skill set lines up perfectly for this game. He does. It's he a dream. Really does. This right. is the one that's going to ease you into getting used to starting him. Yes, I can't wait. All right, let's. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us, gentlemen. We did it. Last next time we record, we're going to have a quarter of the fantasy season done. Where does the time go? Goes I already fast, missed so. week one. Uh, but anyway, you can uh, reminisce and get your lineup advice with us at RutzFF on Twitter and Instagram. Straight flexing. Woo! You can find Scott on Twitter at WagsFF. Tom is at HillierFF on Twitter. I am at Y. So serious. We will be back on Tuesday with the week four recap and your waiver wire pickups. Until next time, see you, sc- <laughs> see you scoring. <laughs> Keep scoring. Yeesh. <laughs>